Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. Our theme on the program today is bringing estate planning to life. Estate planning is about life, in the present and in the future. Most importantly, as estate and trust planning specialist Sherry McMillan explains, estate planning is about families sharing their estates through their lifetime. And the reason for that is we have the appreciation for, for the now. And many of us use that language, you know, we want to live in the present, we want to live now. And so we utilize our estate with our family at present. And so there needs to be dialogue and communication and there needs to be discussion about what does that mean. And so there's a sensitivity, of course, because it is the first time, especially in North America, not so much in the European countries, but in North America, it's the first time we've truly had wealth to share in generations and also to transfer. And so there's a a different kind of dialogue that's going on, both in mom and dad's mind, but also with the children. And so there's a sensitivity of assisting the children while we're alive to see the blessing of that occurrence in their lifespan, but being careful not to destroy the self-reliance of a child, neither by giving too much too quickly or being overly generous when they're not ready to take that responsibility on. So the guide I always suggest to families is you know your children more than anybody. Um, I don't care what the estate planner's credentials are. You as the parent group have the understanding and the dynamic of who your family unit is. So there's a time and a place to share the wealth that you've created with your family and also to educate and steward your wisdom to those children so that when they do one day inherit larger values than they may have received in your lifespan, they actually have the understanding and aptitude to steward it well on their own behalf. And that's always a very tricky uh, position for mom and dad to decipher. What does that really mean? Definitely a challenge in today's society. And I would suggest that generations above us were very close-lipped about how they were designing their estate or the very fact that they would not share it until they passed. That was a very common traditional approach. You would hold your wealth in your own hand. You would use it for your own retirement. And when you're gone one day, you would then in turn transfer that wealth that's remaining over to the children. But because we have created more affluence today, what we're finding is parents really want to give a lift to their children early on in their career. So a very common uh, desire of many parents that we work with is that they'd like to help their children potentially buy their first home early in life so that it appreciates. And really, if you think about family's wealth as one big monopoly game, the fact is it doesn't matter if you own every single property on the board as long as your family does. And so what you can gain by doing that is you're educating your children in your lifespan on the wisdoms that you have to manage their affairs appropriately, also potentially in many families to manage not only assets and wealth, but sometimes family businesses. And this is a really big cornerstone in many families' wealth creation. They often have uh, core members of the family that are going to lean upon that business for their own care in retirement. And we also have to be careful that, you know, in modern society, we have the measure of divorce that occurs in, in many families. And so you don't want to jeopardize, we call it the golden egg in a family business, but truly that's what it is. And so if it's going to support the entire family unit through many decades of retirement, maybe first generation, mom and dad, and then the next generation, we have to be very conscientious about how we preserve and protect it. The family cottage can be another important consideration 
taking into account different jurisdictions like Alberta, B.C., and the U.S. Unfortunately for us in Canada, it's not as straightforward as we'd like to think, um, depending on where you own an asset. So if you do own an asset in each jurisdiction, for example, B.C., like you're mentioning, or potentially even the United States, you actually have multiple estates. And some legislation is not always complementary to the legislation you may choose to live within as your primary legislation. So you really have to know the rules or you can get your hand caught in the cookie jar in one tax department side or in the legal system of what family fair and equal will mean in interpretation. And all of a sudden, your objective, maybe that cottage going to your son who put sweat equity in, isn't a legal form of practice in that jurisdiction and you've just jeopardized your plan. Which reminds us that estate plans need to be designed by specialists in this area. I use the analogy that each field has developed over time. For example, as far as medical uh, concerns that we have as family members, we have our general practitioner, we have our general physician typically, but we're never going to go see our general physician if we have a cardiology problem or a heart issue. Um, So we'd see our cardiologist in that case. And in the same way, in estate planning, um, although there are many low lawyers, accountants, um, professionals that we can seek for pieces of information around our estate. The challenge is in order to have a comprehensive plan design properly, we actually should be retaining somebody called a trust and estate practitioner. It's called a TEP. And in English, it simply means that these individuals, these professionals focus and specialize only in their arena of estate planning on an annual basis. They have to have particular credentials and background, 10 years tenure. They, in addition, have to stay current in legislational changes that happen both in Canada and internationally, because most of our families today in modern times have more than one estate. They have an estate here potentially in Canada, but they might have a U.S. property, for example, or a child living in the United States. So what we're looking for from a credential point of view is we want them to have an ability to see the picture from a bigger scope and make sure that they're not damaging that family's position in one arena where the system of law is not complementary to our system of law. And that can happen province to province even. You know, it's not black and white in family dynamic, and it's not black and white between the different jurisdictions of law or in tax for that matter. So what you want to know is what are your options? What are the possible solutions? And which one should you integrate um, that fit your family's dynamics and situation? And that takes some customization, and that takes um, really the ability for somebody to be understood and understanding that means that the goals of that particular family unit and and creator of the estate is really thought through and also implemented in both all of these arenas, both in law and in tax, and that we're sure that they're not uh, working against one another in some manner. By its very nature, estate planning is a difficult subject to discuss because it forces us to come to terms with our own mortality. Yet it is something you need to talk about with your loved ones. Open communication is so helpful in bringing to the table each family member's personal motivations and expectations. We'll continue to explore the topic of life planning after this short break. This is The Strong Room.